the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author multiple times. My daughter is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Valerie is in Oakland, California. Hi, Valerie. How are you? I'm doing well, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure to be on with you today. Thank you. How can we help? So I was recently in a car accident that um, totaled my car, or they're writing it off. Wow, are you it okay? Totally, yes, I'm fine and grateful to mm-hmm. be a, just to be alive. Um, so they're writing my car off and offering me 15. So I use my car for work, and I'm a physical therapist that does home care, so I need a really reliable car. And, um, of course, my car was paid for. I'm on baby step number four. I have no debt. I was working on um, my emergency fund. I have about $11,000 in it, trying to get to twenty five. And um, I don't know what to do about a vehicle now. Of course, I have a rental until the end of the month, but just feeling pressured to make a decision. Well, you were driving a $15,000 car? And you have a fifteen thousand dollar check. You go buy a fifteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, it's not going to have all the bells and whistles. It's the same car. That car should have a market value that was totaled to fifteen thousand. If you're getting a fifteen thousand dollar check, you should be able to buy that car again. Right, I can't find that car again. It was a two thousand fourteen Toyota Camry, fully loaded. There's millions of two thousand fourteen Toyota Camrys. If there's anything in the United States, it's Toyota Camrys. This is not exactly oh, a but, rare vehicle. Okay, but I've only got like two weeks to find one, and I, I've been searching. I just haven't been able to find one. Okay, but I mean, you can you can find a car for $15,000 that is comparable in equipment, reliability, quality, miles to the one that was totaled. All right. We so, know that because so, they gave you a market value of they gave they have to pay you by the terms of the auto policy market value for the car. So if you had sold your car, it would have sold for fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, but I, I was working a plan though. <laughs> now I don't know. It's just an inconvenience, I guess. It is. It's a huge inconvenience. It is. Valerie, is the timelines what's stressing you out? Because you're like, I'm researching, but I have two more weeks. I'm assuming till your rental is up. Um, right. I've got two more weeks for my rental. How about this, Valerie? What to, if you paid one more month of a rental and you said, or two, or another, an extra week of that just to give you some breathing room to be able to find this because you should be able to find it. Yeah. So, Valerie, let me tell you what's happening, okay, and what I'm pushing against, and this is uh, why it's messing with you. <laughs> I've not been fair. Okay. I'm going to be fair now. I'm going to tell you what's going on, okay? Almost every time for 30 years I've talked to someone in your situation, for some reason the human brain says we need to move up in car. We need to celebrate the fact that our car was totaled by getting a much better car. And so you've been out looking at new cars. 
Well, I haven't. I wasn't intending to look at new cars. I was no, but they jumped in front of you way. when you were going down the road. <laughs> that car dealer lot yeah. it swung around at the traffic light, and there it was in front of you. Right, but I was looking for a used car on that car lot, and today they're telling me that the used cars are costing more than the new cars. Yeah, this would be who that told you that, the new car dealer. (laughs) That's a bunch of crap. Okay, that was true for about five months during the back end of the pandemic when the Mississippi ran backward and used cars went up in value. It's the only time in history those two things have happened in one year. It's absolutely a miracle. The Red Sea parted that year too. So, but no, it's not. Used cars are not more of a, do not cost as much as new cars. That's not true anymore. It was true for twenty seconds, and it's not true anymore. So, you know, I mean, if you ask a new car dealer if you need a new car, that's like asking a dog if it's hungry. Okay. okay. So no, you need to go look for used cars. You need to jump on Auto Trader some of these other things Have and i wouldn't got- even go to a dealership like i mean i would just look online yes. i mean you know what I mean? just to just to be able to not have the emotion of being there on the car lot just yeah. go do some research online i want you to fight about the idea of fight with yourself about the idea of an upgrade because there's something about the human brain that says when we total our car we have to get an upgrade and that's what i was that's okay. why i was wearing you out about the value of your car a while ago because i was trying to break through that in your brain because it does all human brains seem to do it i i've noticed it i i've uh, but it's like okay time to get another car oh let's get a better one you know and so mm-hmm. there's something about the tra- the trauma that you've been through with the car wreck there's something about this i didn't want to deal with all this now i got to deal with it so while i'm at it now it's an emergency for me to have a twenty thousand dollar car instead of a fifteen thousand dollar car so i'm gonna pull five grand out of my emergency fund which you should never use your emergency fund for something that is not an emergency that's why we call it an emergency fund and so yeah this is what but there's something about that so i'm just that's a good point because i just kind of rattle you a little bit valerie and say hey go find a fifteen thousand dollar car and then you're right back on track yeah because i was sensing a little bit of this urgency and panic and frozenness of the mm-hmm. timeline of like, I only have two more weeks. So giving her that extra week might calm her. But I think you're, but yeah, you're, you're spot on because especially if she's already looked at new cars, she it's said the bells, and, well, yeah, the, the bells and the whistles, like she said, and, and not that you can never have a nice car too, Valerie, like make that a goal. That's part of this plan. Once you get your emergency fund and you move on to baby steps four through six and, you do some stuff, you could step up in car then. I mean, it's not like you'll always have to drive a $15,000 car, but for now, it's going to be the wisest move to continue to go down the baby steps. And let's just say out loud that a $15,000 car today is so much better than anything I drove for the first 30 years of my life. I mean, the quality of the vehicle, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the amount of life left in the vehicle was more than a new car in 1974, Hadley. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, so they, they don't make them like they used to. Thank God. You know, I've got a 1960 Corvette and it is cute and it's a frame up restro and we put a new engine and drivetrain in it. So it's got a good engine and drivetrain in it, but you can't stop the thing in a 10-acre field with those dadgum horrible 1960 brakes. They don't make them like they used to. Thank God. Every time I go around a corner, it corners three times. You know, it's a marshmallow, and it's supposed to be a sports car. So it's cute, and it's an antique, but this, you know, 
a $15,000 car in today's world is it's a amazing. Yeah. dead gum yeah. nice car. I mean, it's it's you're going to be okay, everybody. You too, Valerie, but everybody out there just this idea I got to have a $40,000 car to be like be subsisting or something is it's America crazy. This is the Ramsey show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Neighborly, your hub for home services. Spring is here, and Neighborly can help you with your home and your yard and keep it all in top shape with the grounds guys, Mosquito Joe, Lawn Pride, Molly Maid, and more. So spend time and more time enjoying your home, not working on it. Uh, go to neighborly.com and check out the service pros in your area. This is a great company. It is. And today's question of the day comes from Jonathan in the Netherlands. He says, we really don't feel the necessity or the urgency to follow the beans and rice style of baby step two. I can imagine that it might feel nice to have no debt and we have no intention of getting further into debt. However, I don't feel it's worth living on rice and beans for three years to pay off $43,000 of student loans as soon as possible. As we're young, we're a young family, we're making $6,500 a month, and now we can use our income and savings to buy a second hand bigger car, make a garden. Uh, make our garden a bit nicer and later in life we'll have more to spare to pay off those loans anyway what are your thoughts on this and would it be uh what would be the benefit of still following the baby steps more rigidly that's a really good question and you know what dave i hear this a lot i think a lot of people are like why do i have to be so urgent why do i have to be so intense and i look at it a couple of different ways um number one the series of steps that we follow um, this is a guy, you know, Jonathan, I don't mean any harm, but you're kind of just an ish guy, right? You're doing what you want to do. You're really not on our plan and that's fine. You don't have to be, it's your prerogative. But the way the steps work is you're doing them consecutively and the first three to three, you're doing them with intensity so that you can get to the final four, which is really that wealth building area. So there's, um, some method to this madness, but this kind of goes back to what we've talked about before, um, there is urgency because how many, I mean, I think about my grandmother who would say, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. 
And there is something to be said for that. I think a lot of people just coast through because they think, hey, you know, this is my plan. If I just go out like this, it's going to go, you know, check off the boxes like that. But you really don't know what's going to come your way. You know, God willing, everything goes fine. And, you know, you, you'll keep that income and everything will be perfect and everybody's healthy. and every, But you don't know that. And I think that you've got to live each day to the fullest. You've got to do the best that you can with each day that you're given. And when you've got debt, pay it off. You got $43,000 of debt and you make a fine income. It doesn't have to take you three years to pay this off. You could honestly pay it off a lot faster than that. And at the end of the day, it all... Jonathan, what she's trying to say is your plan sucks. It sucks. It sucks because it's not going to work. People have been trying to do the crap you're talking about for 50 years and it doesn't work. You can't sort of kind of get out of debt and ever get out of debt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. It's just actual that you can't find any proof text in the marketplace of someone who wanders along and lollygags and sticks with it and gets out in 10 years, but plants his little garden. (laughs) Well, give me a break. Call the wambulance. You know, seriously. This is ridiculous. This is just somebody who doesn't want to sacrifice to win. Well, period. You're not going to win, okay? Because there's no middle ground with this. Really? Now, I've been doing this a long time. It's not just that you're not doing our stuff. So please do not follow the baby steps. Please do not tell people you're doing Ramsey. No, he's not doing Ramsey. Because I don't want to be insulted by your abject failure. And I don't want my brand damaged by it, okay? Just because it's not going to work. Here's the reason, Jonathan. All right. The thing works like this. If you don't really, with great intensity, focus on a dramatic change in behavior where you have been going in the wrong direction, you will never change the behavior. We're not asking you to live on beans and rice the rest of your life or to or even live, in a cave, live in a cave and collect lint and only come out on tri- triple coupon Thursday. But what you're doing will not actually work because it's not sustainable, because it has absolutely no energy. I just think I'm going to kind of wander. I'm going to get a nice house, and it's all going to work out. No, it's not, Jonathan. No, it's not. Because you're going to get your freaking head taken off by life, and you're going to look up... 15, 16 years into your little marriage and go, dad, come, we are stupid people. Mm-hmm. We are still treading water mm-hmm. and ask all these people that are 45 and 50 years old that tried to wander out and then they found us. And in 36 months, they got out of debt and they do their debt free scream. They'll tell you, mm-hmm. they'll tell you your little plan sucks because it does. It won't work is why it sucks. And when right? you're lukewarm like that, you say, I have no intentions of getting back into debt. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Absolutely you definitely will. Because you're not committed to the idea. The The idea of where debt freedom will take you, which is into wealth and into a whole nother realm of generosity, then you can even grasp right now is not appealing to you as much as your garden. Give me a break. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Will not work, Jonathan. Will not work. So you can go do what you want to do, but please do not associate my name with it because I don't want to be tied to your failure and you go, I tried that Ramsey stuff and it doesn't work. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because we know that there's a high probability you are never going to get out of debt unless you attack it like your dadgum life depends on it. Mm-hmm. 
you got to get so fired up and wired up that your character shifts your neuroplasticity moves in the way your brain works where when you see debt you recoil Mm -hmm. when you pull up next to a nice car at a traffic light you now no longer go oh that's a nice car you go that fool's got payments yeah well, you know, he, right now he's stuck in comfort. His life, he feels comfortable. He says, I don't think there's any need to get uncomfortable, to change this. I'm cushy. The greatest, the enemy, the get greatest enemy of excellence is not bad yes. things. The greatest enemy of excellence is the okay. Yep, just fine. I'm okay. It's just fine. I'm okay. That's so I'm true, okay. Dave. No, you're not. You suck. Mm-hmm. You're not okay. Your plan sucks. Yeah. It's It's pitiful. And it's not going to work. Debt is like riding a motorcycle. It's not if you crash, it's when you crash. Because you will crash. Remember that. Ooh. Why are you going to get against motorcycles? I'm just saying. It's not if, it's when. George, Georgian horses, you and motorcycles. <laughs> Look, oh you won't get me on a it's bike. It's not a matter of if you crash, but when you crash. That's debt. They call them coma, mo- coma, mo- coma mobiles or something. Oh, gosh. That's uh, even worse than what I said, yeah, Dave. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> My wife told me I could have a motorcycle, but she wouldn't be there. So there you go. That's there how that go. works. I just got so the, you, you, know the you and Sharon. You and Sharon. We, I there think we is. have a lot in common, me uh, and Sharon. Yeah, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is Andy in Phoenix. Hey, Andy, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm in baby step six, which I'm like three months away from being done with. Good. My, jo- my job... Um, Currently, it's a couple weeks starting a new rule change. They now are insisting that we all have credit cards to pay for our expenses. When we how were how were you paying for them? Uh, the company was paying for them. And so now they want you to carry debt for them. Well, wow, well, that's interesting. Then, so what it is is we put in on the credit cards and then we file paperwork I and know. then they pay us back. I know. The corporate uh, expense my, account on the person's credit card is the biggest con ever sold to employees in American yeah. history. Yeah. And, and these and guys, because this big old company can't handle their own credit card. Instead, they need to get you to borrow money to travel on their behalf. Right. And, you know, when I first started Baby Step 2, I paid off. 28000 in credit cards. How much are you spending so, every month on it? Uh, well, right now, the company's paying for it, but it will probably end up being right around 5000 a month. Yeah, put put, se- put 7000 in a separate checking account, run a debit card on it, because when you're running a debit card on it and, it's, and you're realizing it's your own money, you'll never use it for anything except reimbursables. Mm-hmm. And reimbursables will always put the money back in the account. And you can travel the next month, reimburse, get the money back in the account, travel the next month, and you're not going to get burned that way. But this is a complete corporate scam. Has been for decades. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. 
When's the last time you were excited about a Monday? What if instead of waking up exhausted, you felt exhilarated? Can't wait to get to work. Another day to do what you love. In a world where bare minimum Monday has taken the place of quiet quitting, it's clear that people are craving work that matters, meaningful work. But finding the career you were born to do can be really hard if you don't have the right tools. That's why career and work expert Ramsey personality Ken Coleman created the Get Clear Assessment. It's an incredible assessment. It'll help you discover your top talents, passions, and a clear mission statement to help you find the work the world needs you to do. After taking the quick assessment, you'll get a custom report with everything you need to do to take the first step towards a meaningful career. I took this. It was pretty amazing how much it nailed me. I mean, it's really well done. It just completely read my mail. Yeah, it's not not like I was looking for work, but it was just I took it to test it as it the, validation as the CEO of this place. And I went, oh, good assessment. Kind of figured things out. Yeah. Start your journey. Take the Get Clear assessment today. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash Get Clear. You can get it in the store at Ramsey. Liz is with us in Anaheim, California. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Can y'all hear me okay? Absolutely. What's up? All right. Uh, first off, uh, super nervous, so sorry. No trouble. <laughs> um, really appreciate talking to you both, and uh, I was in Jade's uh, Zoom class. Awesome. Uh, good, good, yeah. good. And uh, Mr. Ramsey, you helped bring me back to God. So. Wow. I'm honored. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to read my question because I'm so nervous. Um <laughs> So I have about $17,000 in debt, I'm about halfway through my debt snowball. It started last year. Um, I uh, Let's see, my parents offered to pay my debt off, and then I would pay them back when I'm able to. Should I go ahead and take this offer? Um, but my thing is my parents, we have a strained relationship. We butt heads a lot. Um, they don't agree with the Ramsey plan. Uh, even though I've been following it, and they wouldn't have me continue to ties to my church if I were to kind of do this with them. So, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, you. Yeah, you know, you know exactly what to do, <laughs> don't you? I I think so. <laughs> yeah. What should you do? Just continue with what I've been doing. Yeah. And just tell them thank you, but yeah. I love you, but I got to do this on my own. You're exactly right. You're a sweet girl. You are. You're a sweet lady. Thank you for having a good heart the way you do. Um, it, you, you have reached a point in your life that you're now a grown-up. Mm-hmm. They're no longer your mommy and daddy. Um, nope. They're your parents. They're now your parents. My mm-hmm. kid, my kids are grown like that, too. They're, they actually have opinions that I don't always agree with. Can you imagine that? And you know what? <laughs> but, and you know what? I still love them, and they still love me. And they're allowed to do that and still be in the family and all that kind of stuff. I don't get to control whether they, how they handle their money, nor do I want to. Mm -hmm. I don't get to control uh, whether they tithe at their church. I don't get to control their spiritual decisions. Uh, I would obviously have an opinion about all of it, but it doesn't matter. I got opinions Mm -hmm. about George too, but he gets to make his own decisions. (laughs) He's an independent adult and uh, we're friends. We can have a good discussion. We can have an argument, even um, a fun argument. Sometimes we do that. That's George and I do, and Rachel <laughs> and I do. My kid, you know, everybody. That, that's all okay to do, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about control. Yeah. And I don't borrow money from family on principle. If they said they wanted to gift it, even with the strings attached, I wouldn't take it. 
And so it went from a bad idea to a terrible idea real quick. And the truth is, you don't need them. You're going to pay this off fast. You've been doing the hard work. It's giving you dignity to do the plan on your own without having to do this weird reverse allowance thing to your parents who you Mm -hmm. already have a strained relationship with. And it's only going to hurt the relationship if you take that money. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it worse, not better. And they're, they're trying to be nice, but they're trying to influence you to do what they want you to do rather yeah. than rather than letting you be a grown-up. And that's a control function is what that is. And the, I, they mean well. I don't think they're bad people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. But you can't let uh, folks interrupt your spiritual walk, interrupt your financial decisions. Um, you can learn. And you can have discussions, but you can't let people have control over those things, regardless of what they do. So George is right. Even if it was a gift, if it had no tithing and um, we're not going to do any financial plan you agree with, which happens to be ours in this case, then um, mm-hmm. that's a control function. And that's what you've got to stay away from. So you, you already knew what you needed to do. You just... It, but then say this out loud, Liz. Here, here's what's interesting. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice. If you took this money, you would feel like you were eight years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still feel like that a lot anyway <laughs> with yeah. them. Yeah. And that they, they, they return you to your childhood. And so uh, the reason I, know, I, I could hear it in the way they're trying to control and trying to lord over you. And um, yeah. I've had to learn that here at the office with my son work, working here and my daughter, Rachel, obviously on the air with me. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn if I'm going to argue with them, I cannot argue in my dad voice. <laughs> I have to argue in my friend that is arguing voice. Mm. That's a different tone, isn't it? Yeah. There's, yeah. There's nothing demeaning in that tone. That's just like you and your buddy over coffee or a beer having an argument, right? And that's kind of a fun thing almost. Uh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a joyful kind. Con- it's a <laughs> conflict searching for truth. It's not a conflict yeah. searching for control. So, yeah. Yeah. That eight year old thing tells you the truth right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're what, 25? No, 32, turning okay. 33 this month. Okay. Are, <laughs> you, are you, are you single? I'm single. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever been married? No, my sister just got married actually a few weeks ago. Well, that's wonderful. Okay. All right. yeah. I, I was just wondering, I, what I was probing at is if you had been through something that hurt maybe, and that this was an opened air, open area in your emotions. I'm not Dr. John Deloney, believe me, but, um, yeah, you just sound like a very kind, sweet person that um, is trying to find your own footing, and this is a really big step emotionally. Even if even if this made you a bazillion dollars, and it doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. worth it's not worth the payoff. No. Yeah. So you're very kind, and I would just be that mom and dad. I love you. Thank you so much. You know, I think it's going to be good for me. I've decided. I've decided it's good for me to work my way through this and I'm going to do that, but I appreciate, and I appreciate you cheering for me on the sidelines. Yeah. And just say that and just keep on trucking kiddo. You're going to be out of debt in a year. You're amazing. You've already done a great job. How much has your life changed in one year? Wow. 
You don't even know. <laughs> I can hear I'm it. I'm going to do my debt-free scream in the fall. I'm so excited. I can't wait. All right, let's do it. We'll get it scheduled. <laughs> I'll hold on and make sure you talk to Austin before you leave so he gets your, so you can get to him and make sure you get your debt-free scream set up. And you remind us of this conversation when you're doing the scream, okay? All right. <laughs> All right, kiddo. Way to go. Wow. Very cool. I'm proud of her. That's very neat. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Moms and dads, it's a very difficult thing. Uh, I think, I think George, um, it's the most difficult stage of parenting, having uh, uh, your children become adults. And I hate that phrase. I, I was writing it in a blog thing I was doing the other day about work. And um, adult children, that's a, I, I still don't know what to call my kids, my kids that are adults. Because they're your kids. They're not they're kids. They're not children. They're adults. My offspring that They're, are adults. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, what do you call? Because adult children sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, doesn't it? And, and so you've got to, moms and dads, you got to, um, man. Well, the goal. And I, I got. To, it's hard. It's hard to not just at Easter dinner not to go. You know, that's a dumb butt thing I've ever heard in my life. But you just sit but there. They're and adults. Go, you know, I wouldn't say that to one of my friends, and so I'm not going to say that to a grown offspring <laughs> or whatever they are <laughs> oh, i love it i think mag meeker said it of you know it, you, the goal is to raise adults not kids yeah raise functioning adults not functioning children that's andy andrews actually there, yeah. we, go. Yeah, there we go i knew it was one of your friends this is the ramsey show jade warshaw ramsey personality is my co-host today thank you for joining us america this is the Ramsey Show. Hey, if you're new to us, and a bunch of you are because our ratings and our listenership numbers are going way up quickly, thank you for that. If you're new to us uh, and you're just trying to figure out what all this baby step stuff means and where do you fit in and it's uh, all this debt snowball stuff, go to RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Started button. It's completely free. We're not going to charge you anything. And you can figure out where you are now and what your next step is. And we'll start explaining it all to you and customize it for you. So, again, RamseySolutions.com. Click on Get Started. Christian is with us in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hi, Christian. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Uh, yes. Uh, so I was calling because I had a question. Uh, I have uh, $6 million worth of uh, property here in uh, the area. Mm-hmm. And um, I owe almost $3 million, about $2.8 million in, uh, in loans. Uh, my question was, do you think it's wise to sell some of my portfolio to pay off the loans and be debt-free, or should I utilize the monthly cash flow to pay off the loans uh, fast? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Well, congratulations. You've done a good job. you got a good equity position. And you've obviously got a going concern, and uh, you, there's a lot of different ways to attack uh, the situation where you are. You can keep doing more of what you've been doing. Um, he, here's what I learned when I had, uh, at, when I was 25 years old, 24 years old, I had $4 million worth of real estate, and I owed $3 million on it. So I did not have as good an equity position as you do. Okay, I was about, about 75% loan to value. You're about 50%. All right. But uh, I ended up losing everything because the bank got sold to another bank, called our notes. We had a lot of flip notes out of 90 day notes and it caught me and took me out. And what I learned from that going broke process in my 20s, 30 years ago 
was that uh, those of us that love real estate, people like you and me, Christian, uh, sometimes we forget to measure risk. Common sense tells you and actual business analysis tells you that the more debt you have, the more risk you have. Would you agree with that? Yes, indeed. Okay. And what I've discovered now over 30 years, not only of teaching these things, but of living a completely debt-free life, and I today own several hundred million dollars worth of real estate. Um, and uh, what I've discovered in that process, building that portfolio a different way over this 30 years, is that the lack of risk with having no debt has accelerated over the long haul the amount of real estate I can own because I don't make as many mistakes. I don't have setbacks. I don't have cash flow problems. I've always got cash. Can you imagine how much cash my real estate throws off with no debt? It's oh, obscene. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, but, and that allow, I can buy another piece of real estate with just cash flow fairly often it uh, because we've got tremendous rents coming in on these things now. So, all that to say, what I have learned from my personal walk and from walking with others is that where, where I know you will be the best off in 10 years and have the most wealth because of the lowered risk and the increased peace in your life um, is if you were debt-free. Now, do we have to burn everything down and do this suddenly because you just you and I had a conversation? No, I think you have a gradual process and you say, okay, over a year, two years, three years, whatever it is, I'm going to move in that direction because if I were in your shoes, I would rather have $4 million of paid-for real estate than $6 million of real estate with $3 million worth of debt. Very true. And that's about where you will be because your real estate will go up in value while we're doing this. All right. So how long have you been doing uh, this? Apparently you've been doing it a while and you're good at it. Well, I've been doing it since uh, 2012. I actually used my W-2 to uh, help me purchase property, and I was also flipping at the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, in 2019, I decided to uh, leave my job because I was able to uh, sustain uh, paying myself and uh, yeah. paying all the bills. Yeah, and so you're doing flips in addition to this? Yeah, well, flips are more so like uh, for fun. It's more, I do flips maybe two, three times a year. Okay. Uh yeah, but just good pocket money. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can probably yeah. live off your flips, and then your your other stuff just generates income. That's awesome. Well done. Good for you. Well, here's what I figured out: when I'm doing a flip, I buy something differently if I'm paying cash, and when it is paid for, I am in no rush to sell it. So my yes. my, my I, I never become a motivated seller or a motivated buyer. And I get better deals on the buy, and I sell for higher on the sell because I got all kinds of patience with no payments. But when the payment's eating your, eating your back pocket out, it makes you want to jump and get rid of that thing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I, I've been following you for quite a while, and uh, I'm, I'm, I would like to be debt-free uh, at some point. Uh, that's why. Uh, you Have know, you got any properties uh, that are higher LTV that are 80 90% LTV? Uh, no, like, uh, usually when I, when I borrow, it's really, really low. Uh, well, I mean, so you're at about 50% on the portfolio. Have, what, if you don't have yeah. any that are higher than that, they're all about 50%. Uh, 
No, not at all. Okay, then, then, because uh, that that would be the first ones I divest. But since you don't have those, what I would do is just look at the portfolio and go, okay, ten years from now, which one of these suckers do I want to own? Hmm. And start going. Okay, I'm going to use some some cash flow and knock out a few, and I'm going to liquidate. I don't know, a couple million dollars worth, or million dollar, million and a half worth, or whatever it comes out to be, and you know, between those two things, have a two or a three year plan to be free. Because again, you're gonna ha- you're gonna be wealthier, and you're gonna have a better life if you start with four million dollars of paid for real estate three years from today. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> I think I think he got a I think he got the nice Dave version of that. That was great. Well, he's he the reason is is because he's actually pulling it off. Yeah, he's not he he could probably survive, and not and do and you know ten years. Now you start doing this nothing down real estate crap on Tic Tac, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to survive ten years. Yeah, that's because true. I, all the guys that I knew doing that in any generation have gone broke, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's sitting in a fifty percent equity position, so he's going to cash flow, uh, and if he manages the property well, and he's been doing it a decade yeah. already. Yeah. So that tells me he he's really got his crap together. But now we're down to the simple of philosophy is. You start asking yourself, is this debt-free thing really better? Mm-hmm. And the actual end result of the data is, yeah, you end up better. Not just a better feeling. Right. You end up with more money. Well, yeah, you laid that out really clearly. I think that he has a, a good strategy for him and something that he can start walking towards, which is really cool. Yeah. Those of you that are playing with real estate or want to play with real estate, let me just tell you something. You will never put in... You will be less likely, never, you can always do something stupid. You will be less likely to put a bum tenant in a property when you don't have any payments. But when you got payments, you're looking for somebody to pay those payments with their rent. It's a very good and you're, you're, you're more desperate as a landlord to fill your vacancies, and you're more likely to go, well, I know, I kind of had a bad feeling. Turns out she was doing drugs. Who knew? Wow. But, you know, I mean, whatever it is, right? And mm-hmm. you, you put a, a tenant in there that's a bum, and then you've got a mess. They tear up the place. You go through – you still go through six months with mm-hmm. no income. You go through an eviction. You go through all this stuff, bankruptcies on them, everything else. It's a mess. But you won't overlook that if you're going, I don't think unless you really make me feel good – that I'm going to let you have the privilege of living in my property because I don't <laughs> have any point. problems now and I don't need you to bring your problems to me. That's such a good point. Yeah, so you just desperate landlords make stupid decisions like desperate people of any kind. And it ends up costing them more. Yeah. And yeah, you get you do get you get bit. You get really bit. And I've done both. I've been both. It's been a long long time since I've put in a ten, a weak tenant because i had to Mm -hmm. because i haven't been there in decades now and so i'm just really encouraging folks there's a there's a way to do this real estate thing where it turns out really nice and there's a way to do it where you go broke so and christian's in the middle this is a good question this is the ramsey show What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.